Hi, this is presenter Crystal Dinapoli, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Indigenuity, a weekly radio show hosting conversations with Indigenous knowledge holders showcasing all forms of Indigenous ingenuity. Indigenuity is broadcast live on Triple R each Sunday afternoon. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website or Twitter at IndigenuityAU. Before I begin, I do want to acknowledge that we have the great privilege of being able to broadcast out from the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people. So I'd like to pay my respects to elders past and present uh, and acknowledge yeah, the continued connection to our land, our waterways and skies for uh, the Wurundjeri people being the custodians of the knowledge that belongs to this beautiful country. And uh, I'm pretty excited to have uh, this this chat today because uh, one thing that we are we are focusing on and one thing that we are celebrating is actually the fact that I have a book that is coming out next week. So uh, it's actually within just two days. So, uh, you know, Tuesday 26th of April is a momentous day. So, um, yeah, as I've said, I, I'm very excited after about, I guess, like two years worth of effort. Finally, next Tuesday, in just a couple days, on April 26th, my book uh, that I've co-authored with fellow Gomorrah astronomer Carly Noon, which is called Astronomy Sky Country, is finally going to be in stores, which is just, uh, I, I've received some of the early copies and it's just been the most surreal experience being able to hold this beautiful little book that we have poured so much time and energy into. So for a bit of background on what this book is, it is the fourth book in a series which is called the First Knowledges series. This series has been published by Tamsin Hudson in partnership with the National Museum of Australia. And the, fo- the previous topics have been on songlines, on designing on country and on country itself, talking about f- the future of using fire management techniques to heal our spaces. And so we are book number four. And as any uh, familiar listeners or any regular listeners will know, uh, it's going to be about astronomy because that is my bread and butter. It is what I dedicate my life to. And we have put a book together that is giving everyone a perspective of the field of Indigenous science and even the field of astrophysics from the perspective of two Aboriginal women. And so uh, today, uh, my my guest actually is going to be my co-author. So uh, I'm going to be speaking to Carly Noon. And a little throwback for uh, for all of you out there. Carly Noon was actually my very first Indigenuity guest. Mm-hmm. And we're almost approaching, we're just we're a few weeks short, but we're almost approaching a whole year since that interview actually happened. So I've almost been a broadcaster here for a year. And I feel like it's been a long journey. I've definitely come a long way. I didn't start uh, with any type of radio voice, I feel. And so I just want to express my appreciation for any new listeners and any listeners who have been here from that get-go. It's been a really wonderful experience. I really do love being able to bring indigenuity to your airwaves every week. Uh, and I'm really excited for this year because there are just so many wonderful people that I am dying to have a yarn with. And, <laughs> you know, it's sort of that list is sort of getting a bit longer without a couple of weeks that we've missed. So you have a lot of things to look forward to um, in the coming weeks. For a bit of a background on who Carly is, she is a Gamilaray astronomer and science communicator who focuses really heavily on Indigenous knowledges, outreach, increasing representation of women in STEM. She's the first Aboriginal woman in Australia to graduate with double degrees in maths and physics and is now 
as in two days time on Tuesday, April 26th, a published author of um, this book that explores our beautiful sky country. So, Carly, welcome back to Indigenuity. Oh, Yama, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. I was just reflecting today about, um, yeah, our first our first yarn on, on Indigenuity. And, oh, I didn't really appreciate it. It was the first one ever. Um, I think I, that only kind of hit me today. So, yeah, wow. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, no, it's, it's a pleasure. And thank you for being a part of the show's history. I feel like my quality of being a broadcaster has definitely improved. So I look forward to this yarn. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it does. And it's, you know, it's so good to, you know, put yourself out there and um, to learn, right, to learn these things. And, and I feel the same with, uh, with you know, doing all this type of, all these cool things that we're getting up to. But no, it's awesome. And um, yeah, good on you. Like, good on the show. Hey, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. No, I appreciate your su- support, especially um, in those early days. It was a bit nerve wracking of being like, I have this idea. I'd really like to do but it's always scary putting yourself out there for the first time mm. and so it was really mm. lovely to be able to start from the get-go with someone that I am comfortable with so yeah, yeah. You, you made it easy came back the next week did more shows I <laughs> and now we're here we are here um well but I, I want to uh, yeah I want to chat to you today about this book and so like yes of course we've written it together but it definitely <laughs> is like the the merging of two unique perspectives. Mm. And I am looking forward to the fact that I get to actually just quiz you on your motivations for the book <laughs> and for your on your perspective. So one of the things I wanted to start with is something that actually s- occurs at the start of the book. And so uh, our book, it explores a whole range of topics relating to Indigenous astronomy from um, fundamental Fun, uh, I was going to say fundamental and fun- foundational. Okay. But fundamental foundational concepts uh, relating to Indigenous knowledges that are important for people to understand, talking about some really cool practical knowledge relating to Indigenous astronomy, talking about dark skies. Like we, we talk about everything, okay? So yeah. at the very start, you know, we've, we've opened up the book with these personal perspectives and you've offered a rather, you know, vulnerable peek into your childhood and I wanted to have a chat to you about um, sort of, I guess, like, where did your interest in astronomy start? What drew you to dedicating your life to the stars? Yeah, well, it you know, it didn't really start with the stars. And um, I think for a lot of people, it usually does, you know. I mean, a lot of people where they are, you know, they've just been obsessed with the sky since they were young. But I was, you know, I loved the sky, but I loved everything. I loved mm. the natural world. I loved animals. I loved nature. I, and, I, you know, the sky was definitely a part of that. Um, but, you know, I wasn't, like, immediately hooked on the sky. It actually, I the book got me in was, Mass and and I I know that I'm super weird for that. <laughs> everyone everyone is like what, but um yeah no mass was just this thing that I don't know it just it it made me feel really um achieved right like yeah. if I could solve a mass problem it was like you know I was on top of the world so um that got me you know that got me into it and. Um, that actually just, you know, my love for math kept me in school. Like, you know, I fell out of school and, you know, went and spent some time <laughs> away from away from school and learning and all that. But it was math that brought me back to it. And, you know, it was, um, 
massa that kept me at uni. So, yeah, it was just my, my love for problem solving, I think. And then along the way, you know, I stumbled across uh, physics. I, I read this incredible book, Stephen Hawking, uh, Brief History of Time. I absolutely recommend it um, to anyone, you know, that's interested in, in just expanding their, their understanding of the universe and the scale of it and, you know, the different uh, objects that, that exist out there. And, um, yeah, it was like, you know, having access to science was, was really difficult for me. Like, I was I was very much kept out of, you know, the harder mm. uh, math classes and, um, you know, I didn't know, physics wasn't even an option to me. Like, I knew we had physics at school, but it wasn't something that, you know, I was eligible for. <laughs> you know, I had yeah. to do um, senior science, if, if any science. So, it was... Um, yeah, it was it was always something that like you know, I didn't even know it was there and then when I discovered it I was just obsessed <laughs> and you know, that kind of led me into into this journey where um, you know, I talk a lot about how after getting uh, you know, my my physics and math degrees and getting this really good understanding of um, you know, how things work, how how um, you know, different things uh, process and, and different, you know, systems, how they work. Um, it really helped me understand the different layers of, you know, our knowledge, um, you know, Gamilaroi knowledge and, and, you know, just Indigenous knowledge more broadly and how um, and how much it, it embeds, like, so much information, yeah. so many observations. And, it you know, it really wasn't until I got that, that, that understanding of, that really complex understanding of, you know, the, the world, the universe, that I was able to then understand our stories. You know, I didn't have the observational um, <laughs> expertise that, you know, our old people had. I had, you know, and, and I still, you know, there's still so much that I don't understand. So, um, Always on yeah, the journey look, to learning. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was such a, um, yeah, really, really different journey, I think. But, you know, you know, I feel like I'm here for the right reasons yeah. and, you know, I deserve to be here like, um, like anyone does. So I love, I yeah. love that you've like highlighted, you know, that it started for you with this love of numbers because like as, uh, like research astrophysicists, we're probably, very aware that we spend more time staring at numbers than we do st actual stars. So it's good I feel that you've got that you've got that connection there from the get-go. Absolutely. That's uh yeah, that's true. Actually, I don't spend a lot of time looking at stars at all. <laughs> Unless you know, in you know, I look at the night nighttime sky every night. Every night I'm looking at it, but yeah. in my work, no, it's it's definitely numbers. <laughs> and so, as you've highlighted, right? So you've um, you're born out of this love for maths. It sort of drew you to this this uh, pathway of study. But at the same time, you had so many hurdles in accessing your education, and and that's something that you do explore in that personal perspective. And so, um, I wanted to ask, why did you feel it was important? to include this perspective in, in the book? Yeah. 
because I think, you know, I think we get boxed a lot, regardless of, of who you are, whether you're, you're, whether you're a woman or a man, right? We get expectations put on us. And, you know, whether you're mob or, you know, not mob, whatever, um, you, you get put in a box. And the boxes that, you know, we get put in, uh, as, as a Gomorrah person, as, um, you know, an Indigenous person, and as a woman, you know, these things were so kept away from me. Mm. And also as a poor person, right? Like, and, you know, it's it's hard. You know, we did, and, you know, obviously after reading, you know, your personal perspectives as well, like, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for us to get here. And um, that's really important for people to know, you know. It's really important for people, and sadly, it's important for people to know that, you know, there, there was a first that got these degrees not that long ago, and... It's it's a sad it's a sad truth. Like this this should not be the case at all. Like you know we should all have access to these things. We should yeah. all have access to our interests, and also we should all have access to these fields that determine so much about our future, right? About where we're going as as a collective. And um, you know I think it's just about time that you know people like us, people who who you know value country, people who value community. Um, you know, we're able to to represent that and bring that with us in our work. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point too. Like the the fact that you've been like it's it's not even like a passing. To my knowledge, you're still the. F- I assume I think you're still the first Aboriginal, or at least the only Aboriginal woman, right, who's graduated with the the maths and physics double degrees. At least mm, the fact yeah, that that was sure. the fact that you're the first, and that was only um, a matter of a handful of years ago. That mm-hmm. is quite shocking, and I think I think there is a lot of power in the fact that you get to share your story and show how, um, how the hurdles that you had to overcome to be able to share that story. So I think, yeah, the readers will definitely be able to get a lot from that. Yeah, and I think it does another thing as well. You know, we it's no surprise that we deal with a lot of racism. Um, you know, I published an article yesterday about preserving our night skies, and unfortunately the majority of... Um, interaction I've had with it has been racist comments. Right. Yeah, and and people just just straight up telling me, you know, we don't care about your culture. And and the thing is, what what this does, you know, being able to tell our stories, it makes it it makes it personal for people, and it makes it real because it is real. Mm. You know, these these they're not you know it's not made up. Unfortunately, this you know and. I, I know for myself, I didn't even go into the worst parts of my story, <laughs> you know, as as we can't, you know, we still have to, um, yeah, I think you said it beautifully today, you know, we still have to soften uh, the reality of, of our experiences. So, you know, yeah. that's, you know, we can't soften it completely, but we do need to, you know, we need to tell the truth. We need to tell people what's happening out here. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I obviously agree. It was almost like an echo chamber with me being like, yes, I agree, Carly, that's an excellent point. But I, I really do. And I, I really um, value the work that you do independently of this book on these same topics. So it's just been an honour to be able to actually write on it with you in this specific project. I'm really glad that you mentioned um, your excellent article that you've written. It's for the conversation and it explores some of the issues that our dark skies are facing, which have also been covered in the book. So I was wondering if you would be happy to actually explain to us what this threat is. Yeah, I think... um so, you know, this is another another project that we've been working on together. And I think that's, you know, I think it's really great that... um 
you know, we get to do these these uh, all these different things uh, together and um, mob all over as well. Like, you know, we, we each bring our, our experiences, you know, into it and, and they're all different. And so, um, and I think, you know, that, that even speaks to the topic of this article. The whole point of it was to try and encourage people to, to see the night sky differently instead of it being a resource where we can trample all over it and take what we want and, you know, treat it like our playground, actually see it as something in its own right that actually doesn't need changing. It doesn't need our tampering. It's actually perfect the way it is. And um, unfortunately, you know, we we have a lot going on up there. We have a lot of pollution happening. We have a lot of... um, a power play is happening up in space mm. at the moment, uh, and you know this is this is happening internationally. This is an international problem, uh, and unfortunately, you know, we we suffer and we suffer like we did, uh, you know, through colonization, and and we still suffer today, uh, and we'll continue to suffer because of you know not acknowledging the consequences of. Um, of colonization and and the people who do have to pay the price for that so you know this article really you know i really wanted people to see um to try and feel that connection to the sky that you know we know our aboriginal and torres strait islander nations uh understand and have understood since forever um, so yeah, I think it's it's really hard doing these things because you don't you, you know you don't know if um if it's worth it, you know, if it's worth copying all the abuse, but so you, I just have to keep yelling, and you know, I, a huge kudos to you as well because you know anyone that does this work, it's um, you know, it's you feel like the bad guy sometimes, but um, or like you know, you're just kind of having to say the same thing over again. But you know, I'll keep I'll keep saying it. We need to we need to start protecting things and start learning you know, the lessons that climate change is trying to teach us and, you know, extinctions and habitat loss, you know, all of these things, these are lessons that we need to, we need to really, we need to learn. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And it's sort of just depressing the fact that you're talking about an, an important issue with the, the colonization that is actually happening up in our atmosphere and how it really will possibly irreversibly change our view of the night sky and the fact that you have to instead deal with racist rhetoric when you're trying to write about something that affects everyone but it's just because you have that perspective that that's what's brought up so that's just yeah it's disappointing to hear but um i encourage any beautiful listeners out there to go and read carly's article in the conversation uh do you would you have to tell us the title i've forgotten off, off the top of my head Oh yes, <laughs> I can tell you the title. To be completely honest, I've a little bit forgotten the the whole title. You write on this too um, much but... that they all start to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the title is "Thousands of Satellites Are Polluting Australian Skies and Threatening Ancient Indigenous Astronomy Practices." Yeah, well, it's it's an excellent read. I do recommend. Uh, yeah, anyone who is interested in learning a lot more about that to please engage with that. Uh, resource and uh, have a think about the way that it might be impacting you and your future and what you can do to probably have some sort of say in uh, in what's happening and I'm I'm very conscious of your time I know it's it's absolutely hectic at the moment so um, (laughs) I wanted to ask a question which I hope is a nice question um, to finish off this this beautiful little yarn 
um, which is, as I said before, we, we cover so many topics in this book, uh, a range of perspectives. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in particular that you are, you're so proud of from the book, a topic that you covered maybe or something that you explored that um, mm-hmm. you were looking forward to people reading? Yeah, I think, oh, oh my goodness, this is such a big question. Um, there's, there's so much in there. It is, it's a, it's oh, a lot. Oh, goodness. Yeah, look, you know, we had a little pushback um, on some of the content in, in the book, and it's unfortunate, but I understand, I understand, I understand the pushback. And, you know, truth-telling is, um, it's a nice thing to say, but the reality often is quite harsh. Mm. And it's, you know, it's quite, particularly when we do talk about things like uh, colonization and the impacts that that has had on our knowledges. But for us as, you know, sovereign people, um, you know, sovereign in our in our culture and our knowledge we need to we need to be truthful about that we need to acknowledge you know where our knowledge systems are situated today yeah and and you know i feel like we really tried to offer um fair critique from on that on that topic from an aboriginal perspective um because you know we find in in all of our spaces they're heavily dominated by, um, you know, things that have happened in the past. So, you know, I think for me, I'm I'm really, really happy that I was able to keep that conversation in there because mm-hmm. I feel like it's really important. I know that my, my community feels like that conversation is really important and needs to be had. And so, you know, I just keep having that conversation about, you know, getting that knowledge um, where it should be, having that knowledge system um, maintained and looked after and shared by, um, you know, its custodians, by its, its owners. And so... Yeah, that's that's probably the the, the bit that <laughs> took the most work, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, the the bit that I'm I'm probably most proud of. But with that being said, I really like that we get to look forward to the future as well, and um, how we how we've offered maybe some some ways to go forward, and and hopefully, you know, I I I, I really hope that we we are able to give people hope in um in going forward as well with this stuff. That, that is so beautiful because I, I think that is something that is a bit difficult to uh, feel at the moment. I feel like when you're so in touch with issues like climate change and cultural heritage and a lot of the stuff that we've spoken about, mm. it can be quite depressing. <laughs> and yeah. um, I think it is good uh, to have that focused, you know, we need to keep, we need to at least have that little dose of hope um, of ways that we can yeah. move forward. And yeah, I, I agree. The, there's a, a letter at the end of the book, which is, essentially like an envisioning of the future, which I think is really powerful and has been a credit to your work. And so congratulations on an excellent book. Um, you know, congratulations you to me too. <laughs> and look, honestly, like we're, we're scientists, right? Our, all, all our mum is scientists, right? We're problem solvers. So like, that's it. Let's, let's problem solve. That's where we are. Absolutely agreed. Carly, thank you so much for your time. Uh, good luck with all of everything that's going to be happening over the, the next couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, I'll chat to you soon for sure. Thanks so much, Crystal. Yane. Congratulations. (laughs) Bye. So that was Carly Noon. Carly Noon is a Gamilaray astronomer and science communicator and also co-author of uh, Astronomy Sky Country, which we had the delight of being able to write together. And it is a culmination of 
around two years of hard work and we've poured a lot of uh, a lot of our love and our energy into this book to really try and shape it into what it is at the moment. Uh, but we've we wrote this book, Astronomy Sky Country, really just from the perspective of two Aboriginal women in astrophysics who are researchers in the field of Indigenous astronomy. Indigenous astronomy is the a really strong pillar of our culture and our communities from where we've come from. And so, uh, in this book, we talk about. Some of the uh, really important foundational concepts that we feel you need to understand to engage with Indigenous knowledges, in particular, the interconnected nature of Indigenous knowledges, but a really deep dive. Uh, at the very start, we do offer our personal perspectives, which is not just on the field, but also on our personal journeys and the hurdles that we faced in accessing education. And I feel like uh, it was important to include those stories just to highlight how inaccessible education still is for a number of kids out there in Australia from all walks of life. And I feel like uh, it's something that's easily overlooked. And quite often you'll find that the people who have a radio station, I guess, <laughs> um, or who have a book, uh, don't usually, um, yeah, like the kids who came from circumstances that I grew up in, you don't usually get the chance to have those things. And so you don't get the chance to have that voice be platformed. And so I think it is important to talk about those issues. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Triple R's Indigenuity, a weekly radio show hosting conversations with Indigenous knowledge holders, showcasing all forms of Indigenous ingenuity. Indigenuity is broadcast live on Triple R every Sunday afternoon. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website or Twitter at IndigenuityAU.